Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Hoping you guys are having a great day after Halloween. Hope that sugar crush, sugar rush, crush, crash hasn't gone too far to you. You're made, you've made it to work. You're not overly sick on Reese's Cups and Skittles. I have make no guarantees about myself. Thankfully, we record a day ahead of time. I might be driving up to Arkansas with, with the bubble gut. I don't want to do that, but we'll see what happens. Uh, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, be it at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts from, we always are excited to have you guys with us, uh, especially the servicemen and women who are out there protecting us. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream is first up on the list. We want to thank them. Uh, it's cold outside today, brother. It's just cold. So it's it's officially, you can feel good about going in there. There's no more, ah, it's hot outside, but I want to call. No, no, you're good. Yep. Warm yourself up because it is nasty cold. out. It's just going to be colder. I think we're here. I think we're here. We are at the, the, I think we're at the front door of winter. Now, I won't be surprised if it pushes us out one more time for like one last little spell of 80-degree weather. But I think, I think we're, we're, we're basically, it's going to be cold. Yeah. Tonight's going to be really, really cold. Yeah. Good night to do some snuggling. There you so. go. Well, tonight's gonna be tonight as we record. It's gonna be a night for trick or treating out true. in the cold. That's true. So there's gonna be a bunch of bundled up. You know, this might be a good year to go as the kid from the Christmas story. Just get yourself all bundled up where you can't get your arms down. I don't know that I've ever seen that entire movie start to finish. I think I've seen every single piece of the movie. Yeah. I just don't think I've ever watched well, it. If you from come to Brian Haydad's house on Christmas Eve, I can guarantee you can watch it from start to finish. I guarantee that, that it happens. That, that's a Haydad family tradition. That's not a Haydad family tradition. That's a Brian Haydad tradition. I just turn it on, you know. So uh, while I wait, while I wait on Santa, I like to keep up with Ralphie and uh, and the boys. There you All go. Right. Coffee House. They have hot drinks. Uh, Mississippi State versus Arkansas. I think we've we've covered all of the like the out off the field, the big picture, the the all that kind of stuff. What we haven't covered is the actual game. I don't think. And here's what, here's what I'll tell you. When you look at Arkansas statistically, you realize this is a really poor football team. They are just not a good team at all. Uh, they've thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. They fumbled it five times. They only averaged 22 points a game. Um, they're giving up 33 points a game. They're giving up almost 400. Plus, they're giving well, well over 400 yards uh, a game of offense, under 400 themselves. Now, the Mississippi State's a lot better in these these categories, but this is just not a good football team, top to bottom. Neither of their quarterbacks are any good to the point where they may be jerking a red shirt off of a kid. Well, I guess they won't have to get the red shirt off because there's only four games left and he hasn't played yet. But they might try this true freshman, K.J. Jefferson, who, of course, is from North Manola High School in Mississippi. He might get some playing time this week. They, 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 they aren't settled at quarterback, and we're you know eight games into the season. Everything, if you just look at the numbers – if you don't do an eye test kind of thing, shout out to Mike Bonner. If you don't do that, you would look at the state. State's going to win this game. That's why State's a seven-point favorite. But you and I know better, right? Yeah, because you look deeper, and State stinks on the road. Um, I look at this game a little bit. I know it's it's a worse football team, but I look at it through the lens of when we went to Knoxville a few weeks ago, I thought State was probably going to comfortably win that game. Yes. And I we got there, and that, of course, did not transpire that way. 
And I think from that, that was the game that just solidified in my mind that you can't take anything as a guarantee when Mississippi State goes on the road. And so I, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but they just have inspired no confidence from anyone to think Mississippi State's just going to roll into Fayetteville and win this game. Now, do I think they will? Yes, as you'll see in a minute when I predict. But it's really odd, and it goes to show how bad I think Arkansas is that I think State is going to win this game. Um, But, yeah, you, you look at what Arkansas has done this year. Really, the only thing that Arkansas has done all year that kind of strikes a little bit of fear into your heart was play A and M close, right? Right. They played Kentucky close, but I don't know that that that, that, really... that counts. Yeah, because by that same token, would you say, well, State beat Kentucky and say that that's a reason to fear State? No. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I, I do think that by Arkansas being so bad, that only amplifies the pressure on State. Yeah. Because I mean, this is a team that not only is one that you're favored over. This is a team you got to beat. You just got to, and. If you don't, I know we've talked about the off-the-field stuff already, but and I know yesterday I think we threw out percentages, or maybe it was the other day, when I said I thought that the chances of Joe coming back next year were greater than 90. I think you said 99. Yeah. If they lose this game, those percentages drop. They change. They shift. There's no question. So let's look talk a little bit more about Arkansas, especially you know when you look at them individually, they just have not, like I said, they have not been settled at quarterback this season. Uh, between Nick Starkle and uh, and Ben Hicks, both of those guys are grad transfers, uh, and neither one of them have been able to take the reins of, of this team. Uh, Starkle's completing fifty five percent of his passes. He's thrown seven touchdowns and ten picks. Now five of those were in one game. And you think, oh wow, you know Florida or Alabama must really got to him. Nope, it was San Jose State. <laughs> Not good. Uh, Hicks played in five games, thrown one hundred nineteen passes, but he's only thrown two touchdowns. Uh, the whole year. He's completing just above 50% of his passes. They do have a, a, I wouldn't say that it's a quality running game, but they have a quality running back. Rakeem Boyd is a good back, one of the top rushers in the conference. I think he's he's either second or third. I think he's third behind uh, Hill and uh, and uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, so he's been really good. 706 yards rushing on the year, but they're only averaging 131 yards per game. So he's getting 88 and as a team, the rest of the team's only getting 50. You know, Devois Whaley was a four-star kid coming out of high school. Now, he was very much a Bielema recruit, a downhill kind of runner that yeah. probably would have thrived in that system, to be totally honest with you. Not so much in, in this system. From a receiving standpoint, I mean, they've got some quality receivers. I know Grady, Knox, Woods, Traylon Burks is a guy you heard uh, Nikki Chavanel talk about yesterday, averaging 16 yards per catch. They have some guys who can do some things with the ball in the passing game. The problem has been getting the ball to them. This offense has just not been good. Mississippi, Mississippi State's defense, I think, will be at basically full strength. I don't think Lee Autry is going to play in this game. We found out from Merrill Thompson sort of by accident that Willie Gay is playing. I expect Marcus Murphy to play. Lee Autry, final final decision for you, stays or goes? Is he playing this game or is he playing against Ole Miss? I think you hold him for Ole Miss. I agree. Who, particularly if they run, if, if Plumley plays for Ole Miss and on Thanksgiving night, they're going to have that run-heavy attack. I think you're going to need Lee Autry. Yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that I think you want to be all systems go for that Ole Miss game. Not to mention the fact that this is a team in Arkansas. Seems weird saying this since State's 3-5, and five, but this is a team with Arkansas you should beat without Lee Autry. Um, right. So I, I think this would be the one 
that that Autry misses to make up for the fact that he, in my eyes, inexplicably played <laughs> earlier in the year. Well, we will never get the, the <laughs> we will never understand that as long as we live. Uh, we we've kind of had it explained, but then again, I still don't agree. But we don't get paid to make those decisions, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Autry plays, but no surprise that by and large it's going to be the suspended guys will be out there. I, that I know Errol kind of. I don't want to know if you want to say let it slip, but I think that was kind of expected long before Errol said anything. Um, and yeah, that that makes a difference. Um, it didn't help State all that much at Tennessee. Not that they played brutally right. in Tennessee on, on on the defensive side, but um, but yeah, you start adding all this up, and State's going to be pretty close to full strength. I'm interested to know if Dantzler's going to play or not. That's a big that's a big piece right there. You know, otherwise because your starting corners are Martin Emerson and Tyler Williams. Yeah. And Emerson has shown you some flashes and Tyler Williams has shown you some flashes, but they're not Cam Dantzler. Yeah. And you know, you're already out without Mari Smitherman, he's out for the season. Jerry and Jones is out for this game. CJ Morgan's iffy, right? Isn't that right? <laughs> he's iffy. And so you could see a really different look in the secondary to the point where I think we brought this up. Might they be tempted to say, tell Marcus Murphy, hey, you might have to play corner in this game? Tell yeah. Brian Cole, you got to play corner. Those guys are good enough athletes, I think, to do it. But that might it might come to that point. Do you think they would actually do that though? I mean, have they been practicing at corner? I mean, I know they could, but they, I don't know if they've been practicing so much. But uh, that's, sometimes you just have that, to. Tell. That's a situation where I wish we had talked to Shoop. I mean, I, I know that, yeah. that that we hadn't gotten to this year yet since August, and or it would have been good to talk to Buckley this week or something. Apparently, you know. he, that's coming up. You know, because just the way they're doing media availability this year, we get one assigned assistant a week, and we hadn't gotten Shoop yet, yeah. and. And that's a question, really, more so for him than than anybody else. I, I I don't know what state might do. You know, could they? Could I mean, obviously they're athletic enough to do it. But but could Murphy or Cole play corner or something like that? Because I don't know. I just don't think that they would. But maybe I'll be proven wrong this week. We'll see. I mean, I, you might reach a point where that would just like we is your better option to play your fifth or sixth cornerback or to play Murphy or Cole over there and have to play your third safety? Yeah. You know, that's sort of where you are. So if C.J. Morgan can go, I mean, aren't you better? you got to find a way to put Marcus Murphy on the field. You're better off with him out there than with him not, not out there, in my opinion. Or Brian so. Cole at corner. Brian Cole was a cornerback in college, in junior college. I think he could he could certainly do it. So uh, I think he I think he could pull that off. For me, Joel, I think that the, uh, the, the game plan for Mississippi State defensively should be very, very simple. Put everything you've got into stopping Rakeem Boyd. And you, you, if, if the other guys can beat you, that's the first time they've beaten anybody. God bless them. They, they don't have, they just, you cannot let the passing game, or so you cannot let the running game, you cannot let Rakeem Boyd get yards on you. You've got to stack the line. And, and, and both of these quarterbacks are showing you the propensity to give you, give you the ball. You got to take advantage of that with pressure. I'm going to have a lot of, and that's why I think Willie Gay is so important in this game. I think that his, his presence allows you to rush the passer and allows you to you know, have a run extra run stopper. He he should be big in this game, but that's 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 got to be the defensive game plan, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, Arkansas, I, I I would we'll see what they do offensively, man. I just to me it, it just all comes down to can State move the ball? That that's that's to me what I'm looking for in this game. Can Mississippi State play a football game in their offense? Not look like it's got a flat tire. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for in this game. 
It, so you're not you're not concerned defensively. You, it's it, I just don't. It seems weird because they hadn't exactly played all that. But when they've well, had the but, full complement, they've played all right. Even yeah. against Tennessee, I mean, you're going to say, "Oh, they lost and they gave up 24." It doesn't matter. The defense did enough in that game to win. Yeah. And then against Kentucky, they were they were good. So when they've had everybody out there defensively, you're probably on to something here. That you know, it's and I, I don't disagree with it. That it's going to come down to what Joe Moorhead's side of the ball does, which is sort of fitting at this point because he's the, he's the guy everybody's pointing at. It's he's he's got to deliver. He doesn't have to deliver 500 yards and 50 points, but if you if you score 30 in this game, you're going to win. Yeah, and 30 is not a ton to ask. And and if you come out. People probably really don't want to hear hear this because everybody would love to just continue piling on Joe Moorhead. But if you come out and have one of those type games that we were talking about yesterday, I don't think it's going to happen because Arkansas is terrible offensively too. But if you come out and have one of those games, kind of like State had in fifteen over in Arkansas, and you're just you're scoring at will, but your defense just didn't stopping them, I don't know that you blame Joe Moorhead for that. Like if his offense comes out and, and rolls all day long, and you just lose the game because your defense lost the game. I mean, I know people will hang that on Joe Moorhead, but if his offense, his offense, I guess is what what I'm trying to say is, is his offense has to have a pulse. It it has to, and I don't mean garbage time pulse. I mean from from the first quarter onward in the game, State needs to play a complete game offensively, quarters one through four. Um, and it doesn't have to be like you're playing Stephen F. Austin out there. It just needs to. Move the football down the field with some consistency. Hit a few big plays, and just see that there is some some semblance of hope with that that Moorhead offensive scheme. I mean, my my eyes will be. I mean, I guess I'll watch defense. Obviously, when State's on defense, but but my attention will be more so on the offensive side when State's got the football. So let's look at that side of the ball then. And obviously, you know, you look at Arkansas; they're giving up. I had that number right here a second ago. 418, almost 419 yards of total offense, 32 points per game. Uh, in uh, Against Power 5 teams, they have they just haven't been good. I mean, they gave up 48 to Alabama, 51 to Arkansas. They only gave up 24 to Kentucky, but Kentucky was playing a quarterback who cannot throw the football. Cannot stress that enough. They gave up 31 to Ole Miss. Um they were 34 to Colorado State. 30. I mean, they're not Power 5 teams. Colorado State, 31 to San Jose State. Defensively, they're just not good. And John Chavis was a guy who, when they hired him, I, I, I think I said it on the show, I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand why they would, you know, he has been living off of the past more than almost anybody else. He has not done a great job up there, and he hasn't done a great job with any defense in the past five, six years. And you, you think back a season ago, uh, that the, the way Mississippi State was able to move the ball at will on, on Arkansas. I feel like this could – breakout game is not the right word because you're playing a terrible team. Mm-hmm. But this could be a game where you at least look at the offense and think, okay, they're at least competent, right? Yeah. And, and what you just hope here if you're a State fan, assuming you want to win and you're not one of those rooting for State to lose so that maybe chaos ensues in the offseason and you get a new coach – Assuming you're rooting for State to win the game, what you what you want to happen is for enough to happen that everyone on the offensive side builds confidence so that going into – I mean, you're not winning the Alabama game, obviously, but so that going into the, the back 
quarter of this schedule, you feel com- comfortable that you can move the football against Abilene Christian and Ole Miss. I, I know that seems crazy to think that you're trying to build uh, offensive confidence to move the football against two teams that we just assumed back in August were guaranteed W's, but I mean, right now, you just you want anything to happen good on that side and, and build some confidence up. Um, the the scary thing is, as much as I think they can do it, we thought they could do it before and they didn't. So I, I don't I hate to keep harping on it, but there's just no guarantee that State's going to go up there and do what we think they're going to do. Right. Well, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. They're going to do what I think they're going to do. I think. What we think they're going to do and what they should do are two different things. I don't think they're going to have an offensive explosion, but they should. They should. They should be able to be as good offensively as Ole Miss was and 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 as Kentucky was again with a quarterback who can't throw. You know, you, you got to figure if Kentucky had any semblance of a passing game, they would have put up thirty plus points, and that's just sort of the way it is. And then. Everything about this game, there is no, there's no stat you can point at. There's no analytic you can give me that says state should lose. It's all gut and eye test and just how it's all feel on that side of that. And that's a little dangerous to be totally honest with, because when you start picking like that, that's how you lose. You know, you got you got to look at the numbers from time to time. But at the same time, you know, I looked at the numbers before Tennessee, like you said, and everything pointed at Mississippi State winning, and they did not. Before we get into playmakers and, and predictions, let me ask you this. If I say, right now, State loses a toss, gets the ball, three and out, first drive, are they going to win the football game? <laughs> it feels like no, doesn't it? It feels like they just it just feels like that, yeah. Which is crazy. Full, still a full game ahead of them. State has got to get out to a, a fast start this week. They have to find a way to do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it, but they've got to do it. Shout out David Murray, who I think... Did some good research, up, yeah. But I think in in states road SEC games since, or maybe SEC games in general. Now I'd have to go back and look. Now I'm second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. But it's something like only three offensive first quarter touchdowns. Maybe okay. two, yeah. Was it two or three. I can't remember. Either way, it's brutal. And uh, boy, how big would that be if they if they got the ball, went down the field and went up seven nothing. Yeah. At that juncture, you feel like... I thought they would win the game. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That you feel like up 7 nothing, they're going to win. They and just you feel need like something to go out, their way. They haven't... Never mind, you know, they haven't led it since the end of the the, uh, the Kentucky game. In this four-game losing streak, not only have they not won, they've never led. They were down 7 nothing to Auburn and never got the lead. They were down, what, 3 nothing to start to Tennessee? Or was it 7 nothing? I don't remember. But they never had the lead. They were down, they got out to, what, 9 nothing, cut it to 9-7, but they never had the lead. And then, obviously, last week, they never had the lead. They can't even get the lead. They have to do that. They, just to have that moment where you look at the scoreboard and it says Mississippi State 7, Arkansas nothing. I think that will push this team forward. But they have to find a way to make it happen. If it's 7 nothing Arkansas in the first quarter, I think all bets are off at that point. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about our playmakers and our predictions. Those are brought to you by the good people over at College Corner. You can check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or you can shop at either one of their two locations in Ridgeland over by Fleet Feet or in the, the Flowood location by Half Shell and check out their selection, which is as big and wide and expansive as you can want of all Mississippi State 
uh, merchandise. And we won't. We, you know what? Let's not. Let's not just sell them short. By the way, this is not just a Mississippi State store. Rebel fans, I know you're listening. I know you're out there. You got your beady little ears locked in on us. They got plenty of great Ole Miss stuff too. Southern Mississippi, they got it all there at College Corner. So whether you're looking for logo wear tailgating supplies or just some fun stuff for the kids. They've got it all there at College Corner. And when you mention our podcast, when you make your purchase in person or when you use the promo code THUNDER, when you shop online, you take 15% off the top, the total of your purchase. So this holiday season, the Bulldog, the Rebel, the Golden Eagle in your life, take care of them with a trip to College Corner. Joel T., who you got for the offensive playmaker? I think I'm going to keep it simple here and go Garrett Trader. Uh, I, I just – Imagine that, the quarterback, the offensive playmaker. But um, he he told us the other night that, that State is really going into this game, simplifying things, going back to stuff that um, that they did in the second half at A&M, but um, just going back to stuff that he's comfortable doing, basically, um, that he's completely comfortable with, with how, it, how it works and stuff. So, I, I just feel like by doing that, it gives him the best opportunities to succeed. And if he's comfortable with what he's doing, I think he can have a big day. And so I, I, I'm going to go with him. And I, I do. I feel like against a a team that's not good, and then you have a quarterback that is talented and doing the things that he's comfortable doing. Doesn't have to think too much. I hate to say they're dumbing it back down for him a little bit, but it kind of sounds like that's what they're doing. They're they're taking anything that might cause confusion or second-guessing or anything out of the way so that he can kind of quit thinking and just play. I feel like his natural talent is going to allow him to have a big day. That's probably a very safe pick. I'll go a different way just just to have a little diversity. But uh, I want to see if Kylan Hill can go back-to-back, you know? If Kylan Hill has 100 yards rushing in this game, I feel a lot better about State's chances to win it, even though he had a good game last week. Because I do think State will have some opportunities in the past game. Um but I, you know the offense really does sort of go with Kylan Hill, so he's got to have a big day. You know he's going to get twenty carries. It's going to be a cold, nasty day. It's a day you got to lean on your running game. Uh, Kylan Hill over hundred yards will go a long way. So I'll take Kylan Hill for mine. Defensively, is it nasty? By the way, I haven't looked at the forecast. It's, it's going to be sunny, but it's going to be cold. Just cold. Okay. Cold. When I say nasty, nasty you just mean cold. Cold. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's not going to be raining or anything. Let's be like really pretty. Just really cold. It's yeah. gonna be, I think it's going to be in the forties at game time. So I mean, you're talking about. By the end of the uh, the third quarter, it's going to be down to the 30s, close to the 20s probably. Um, and then uh, defensively, I, I think I already mentioned him, Willie Gay. I think he is the, he's, you know, I hate to say the X factor because we're going to have one in just a minute, but his ability to rush the passer and to, and to support in the run game is going to be critical for Mississippi State this weekend. Uh, they need his presence. When they've had him out there, they've looked better, obviously against Kentucky. That was he was really a difference maker. He he's remember that game by the way, seven nothing. Yeah, because why? Because because Willie Gay got a uh, pick six to start the game. So yeah, for Mississippi State, Willie Gay is is the guy who they have to watch on defense. They need a big game from him. I think they'll get it. What about you? Who you got defensively? I mean, when you got a big game, I think you go to your captains. So I, I'm going to stick with the linebacker core and just say Errol Thompson. I, I think he. I don't I don't want to say Errol has underperformed this year. He just hasn't been the force that I thought he would be. Would you agree that that's kind of correct a little bit there? I mean, yeah. uh, um, I think this is a, a a juncture of the season where some of these guys, not just Errol, but the leaders of this team with the ship kind of 
rocking a little bit need, needs to steady things. And so with that in mind, I just I feel like Errol, if he could come out and have a big game here, that that, that would go a long way towards just settling everything, not just the defense, not just just everything, kind of make it feel like normalcy has kind of set back in a little bit if Errol could go out there and have a big day. So I'll go with Errol. All right. And who you've got as your uh, your X factor? Whoever's playing corner. <laughs> really? No, no, no lie. I mean, I, I just state can't look like they looked last week. You know, being out of position in some some spots and and just I think it got exposed the fact that you didn't have Dantzler and you didn't have Smitherman out there and you may be stuck in that same situation again this week and other guys you know in the secondary not out there. It, those young guys. If they, if it's those if, if they're who's starting or whatever, I mean, you just you can't allow a team that doesn't pass well to suddenly get that going for them too. And, and so I just I think it will be huge for for whoever is is playing corner and, and and who I mean I guess the secondary as a whole, but you can't allow Arkansas to suddenly develop a passing game. Right. No, and I agree. So I put I put some putting some pressure on those guys and how they perform. I think that's a pretty good X factor. For me, I'm going to stick with the offense because, like you said, I think that's the most important thing. I think they need to have a situation where they can get some big plays in the passing game. Osiris Mitchell. Hey, hey, he hasn't had a big game in a while. 344 yards. We're 156 short of 500, which was what we were guaranteed by Joe Mo- Jay Moorhead. Do you have the stats? How close is Gidry? What's he at? Gidry's at 270. Oh, so he's he, way away. Uh, he ain't he's, make he's barely halfway there. Yeah. So he, he is living on a prayer. Yes. Uh, Mitchell, of course, last week for Osiris, one catch for nine yards. Not not ideal. I think I, I, think I know somebody who would call that suboptimal. Um, Got to have some something this week, you know. Uh, so, you know, he needs to be the guy who's catching four or five passes and, and, and getting, getting stretching the field for Mississippi State. So Osiris Mitchell is going to be my X factor in this one. Prediction time. Go right ahead. Seems odd that I'm predicting Mississippi State to win a road game, but it just speaks to how terrible Arkansas is and has been. Um, I'm like you. I don't foresee just a a breakout game offensively. But I do think State will get some things going offensively. So, uh, with that in mind, I can't believe that I'm going to have State cracking the 30-point mark. But I think Ooh. I'm going to go 31-24 State. Okay. I think the Bulldogs are going to win, but I foresee an ugly, ugly game. I don't see 30 points. I may not see 30 points. I barely see 30 points combined. Between the two of them? Yeah, but I think you'll get there. I'm going to say Mississippi State wins this one 21-14. Okay. Uh, Just enough to win. Ugly game, not hope-inspiring, not confidence-boosting, but a win, and that's what MSU needs more than it. Above everything else, we sit there and say that, oh, we need they need to see the offenses, but – they need to win. Period. In a statement, don't care how you get it. Two nothing's fine. You would take it. You <laughs> no, would take it. Two nothing would would just it tick would, people off. It probably. would. It would. <laughs> and God, watching it would be one of the worst things ever. But a win. They need to be four and five around seven o'clock on Saturday. That's that's the ultimate prize right there. So, all right. We're hopefully talking to you on, well, we probably won't be talking to you on Sunday until later in the evening anyway. That's a long drive back. But uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. You guys have a great weekend, and we will talk to you when we get back into town and talk about what happened in Fayetteville on Saturday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Cause here the bad boys are wrestling Testing competition, win the war, that's their mission Not no mercy, see the race like the street If you don't know, you better find out the war path Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.